0: our hearts are yours we want you we want you you. hallelujah lord today we desire you god today we desire you god we give you our hearts lord we let you consume all our lives hallelujah as we learn about the holy spirit and what you give us god I pray, Lord, that we would be filled in this place. That we would be filled, that we would be overflowing. Spirit of God, overflow in this place. Fill every believer in this place. Oh, Lord, fill us in this place. Let fire come out of us, God. Fire for your kingdom, zeal for your kingdom. Jesus. Spirit of God, give us a fresh fill, God, that we would not rely on yesterday's filling, but we would want to continue to be overflowing, rivers of living water flowing in our soul. Hallelujah, Lord. I pray for everyone here, God, that you, Holy Spirit, would encounter them the non-believer, the believer, those who are children of the devil and those who are children of God. Holy Spirit, you are in this place. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You guys, give a hand clap for Jesus. Give him all the glory. He is good. You guys can find your seat. Give your neighbor a a high five or a handshake or or just give him some dap or just give him a nod. You know, some of us, we don't like it's 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 winter, you know, a flu season or whatever. So we don't want to have that much hand contact. So just give them a nod, okay? But welcome to elevate, what, what. elevate. What what? Elevate. What, what. elevate. What, what. Welcome. My name is Joseph O'Neill. I'm the youth director here. First time saying that. I just usually come up here, but um, yeah. You know, if you're watching online, we wish you were here. Everybody, go. Wah. Or no, that's bad, actually. That's bogus. Just, just everybody, just put your, your hands like this. You know, you wish they were here. They can't see that, but, you know, the whole thing is we're doing it. Trust us, okay? So uh, Christmas break, how are you guys enjoying that? You guys enjoying Christmas break? All right, all right. I'm enjoying it, right? I'm a PE teacher, so I get these two weeks off. I'm chilling, man. Chilling. No, just kidding. I'm doing a lot of stuff, but, but in a chill way, okay? I'm not rushed because I don't have work. Okay, Uh, so how many of you guys went out to eat for Christmas at a family's house? How many of you? No, no familia? Oh, there you go, Kiki. There's that hand. Okay, what did you eat, Kiki? Nothing? So you went to go eat, but you ate nothing. Okay, that's not my story. That's not my story at all. I just found out tamales can come in uh, pineapple. There's piña uh, tamales. I'm just like... Super shook, man. I was like, what is this? And they're like, a tamale. And I was like, oh, snap. And then there's also strawberry tamales. I'm like freaking out. What is going on here? So I, I did eat a lot. I ate, I ate a lot, you know. I'm just going to say that. Uh, but it was also a good time with family. And, you know, of course, Jesus Christ was glorified, man. I, would, uh, I read Luke 1 through 3 just in the morning of Christmas and it's like, man, dude, that's, that's such a beautiful message, man. Jesus, the incarnation, right? The incarnation, Jesus becoming flesh. It's beautiful. Uh, so also the ambassadors happened last Saturday. So it was really busy. We watched the Polar Express. Anybody ever seen the Polar Express? Yeah. It, it was talking about the spirit of Christmas. And I I remember, like, I was, like, just hearing everything going on. I was running around. We are serving Nini's Deli and stuff. And we had empanadas. Kelvin brought uh, empanadas from uh, Nini's Deli. So we were giving people that. How many of you were there? Yeah, Kiki was there. Yeah, a lot of people. Joseph was there. Abdi was there. We wish Josiah was there. We wish Brandon was there. Victor, you were there. Amen. Gio, you were there, my man. You were there, Jose, I see you, bro. So we ate, but in the Polar Express, you know, talked about the spirit of Christmas. But what the heck is the spirit of Christmas? You hear atheists say it all the time. You got to get in the spirit of Christmas. Like, what the heck is, first of all, can you even prove there is a spirit? And I can't, you know what I'm saying? I remember I told, uh, I went over uh, my uncle's house. Where's Karina? She was there. I got in a huge old argument with my uncle about Jesus coming back and the return. And he was talking about, you just got to do what your spirit feels like doing, you know, and I'm like, dude, you don't even have a spirit. Prove it to me. And I was just playing devil's advocate. Of course, he has a spirit. And he was like, oh, uh," you know, they don't have proof for that. What is the spirit of Christmas? What, is it just a fat dude in a red suit that gives gifts? Is it just, you know, cookies and milk? Is it just hot chocolate, chilling by the fire, listening to Christmas songs? That's the spirit of Christmas? No, you know, the, the, the spirit of Christmas really, if you want to get technical, is the Holy Spirit. The spirit of Christmas is the spirit of Christ. That is the spirit of Christmas, and today we're actually going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit give us? Last uh, the last few weeks, you know, we've gone through the gift, and then Lawrence preached an awesome message that it's kind of going to tie in this message last week. But we talked about the gift of the Father, okay, and He gives the Son. Then we talked about the gift of the Son and how He gives the Spirit, right? But what does the Spirit give? All right, the Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Remember, I kind of mentioned this last week, but a lot of people want to tell you the Holy Spirit's a force, you know, like the Jehovah's Witness may say that, but no, that's not true. People may say, man, the Holy Spirit's like what you, it's just your feelings, but no, the Holy Spirit is not your feelings, okay? So if you get goosebumps in worship, but you're in sin, and the Holy Spirit's telling you you're good, that's probably not the Holy Spirit, you know, that base is just hitting a little too good for you right now. It's not the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit Is is, is a person. He is the third person of the Trinity. Okay? He is the third person of the Trinity and he's also our helper. Everybody say helper. So what does he give us? Well, three things. He gives us conviction. Everybody say conviction. He gives us guidance. Everybody say guidance. And he gives us power. Everybody say power. So he gives us conviction, guidance, and power. If we can go to John 16. Verses 7 through 13, John 16, 7 through 13, if you guys want, you can follow up along. Uh, It says this, this is Jesus speaking, very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate or the helper will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because people do not believe in me when it says that word prove it also means convict so those are the two things that that word means to prove and to convict we'll get into a little bit what that means uh definition wise but about sin because people do not believe in me about righteousness because i'm going to the father where you can no longer see me and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned okay i have more to say to you more than you can bear now but when he, the Spirit of Truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He would not. He would, he would not speak on his own. He would speak only what he hears, and he would not tell you what is, And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will uh, make known to you. And that is what we're reading today. Let's pray real quick. Everybody, bow your heads, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Spirit, I pray that you would uh, just guide uh, my words, that everything that I say would be of you and nothing of myself. I pray that all that hear us, Lord, or hear me, they will be convicted of your, uh, by your spirit of their sin, of judgment, of righteousness. I pray that your word will go forth, Lord, and we know by your word that it would not go void. Lord, have your way today in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, so, okay, the Holy Spirit, he gives us conviction, but what is conviction? Well, it says another word there, prove us, to prove the world wrong about sin. He's going to prove the world wrong about sin. He's going to convict us of our sin. Now, conviction, it is to prove something is guilty. It is to prove something is guilty or to show someone is guilty, So, when you go to court, right, this is now court language. The Bible sometimes uses court language. Let's say I feel like, man, dude, you know, I haven't seen my Kit Kat in a while. Man, I know Brian likes Kit Kats. You took my Kit Kat, didn't you, Brian? And he's like, no, no, bro, take me to court then. So, I take him to court, and what I'm doing is I'm convicting him of stealing my Kit Kat. Okay? Now... I'm convicting him, right? But now let's say the judge says, dude, you are convicted. You're convicted to, ten, now you are sentenced to 10 years. So you're guilty of this. Your conviction is you're guilty. And now my sentence is 10 years for stealing Joby's Kit Kat. Now, I know that's wild, but that's court language, okay? Let's say instead, you know, Brian stole my car, okay? And I took him for stealing my car. And I, it, that, that right there, the conviction is him now being proven that he stole my car, So the Holy Spirit, now he's around the world, okay? So the Holy Spirit doesn't just stay in church or he doesn't just stay when Lawrence is on the keys. No, the Holy Spirit, he's in the world. And what is the Holy Spirit doing in the world? Well, he's convicting the world. He's proving the world that they're wrong about their sin, about their righteousness, and about God's judgment. So he will let the world, he's letting the world know, hey man, I'm just letting you know that's sin, When someone feels bad about something they've done, that's the Holy Spirit telling them, hey, you're wrong. There's something wrong about what you're doing. Before you came to Christ and you realize, man, dude, I keep stealing things. Man, I keep smoking and I feel bad. Why do I feel bad? I don't want to feel bad. So you keep smoking, you keep stealing, thinking maybe it's just a fluke. No, that's the Holy Spirit. That is his ministry. It is to convict us of sin to show us what we're doing wrong. That's the first and that's done to not only people that are not saved, that's done to people saved. So, Lawrence was preaching a message about people hardening their hearts. When the Holy Spirit convicts us, we have an option either to listen or to give it uh, or to harden our hearts. And we'll get into that a little bit in a little bit. But now concerning righteousness. You see, God now, as the the Holy Spirit God, he is going around the world. He's letting us know about righteousness, that there is a standard that you have to live. Why is it that businesses, why is it that schools, why is it that all these corporations, they have these things called ethics. Ethics are morality, like morals done in a professional setting. Why is it that they have to keep this code of ethics, this standard in which you have to live by to stay here? It's because the Holy Spirit has gone throughout the world letting them letting people know that there's a standard. Everyone in this world is trying to get to the standard. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's pretty successful in his ministry. He's telling people, listen, there is righteousness. There is righteousness to be done. There is righteousness to be reached, and that is, of course, Jesus Christ. He is the standard. So he is to prove us there is a standard of living because a lot of people don't believe in Jesus. A lot of people don't believe in him, that that is where the standard comes from, or there is even a standard to begin with. So that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. Now, also, judgment. You see, judgment is a big thing. A lot of Christians will tell you not to talk about judgment. But the Holy Spirit himself is talking about judgment. If you're going to talk about the righteousness of Jesus, how good God is, then you got to talk about the judgment that this good God has. Because the Holy Spirit is doing, he's telling people, you are going to be judged. Now, when it says right here, um, if you can go up a little bit to verse uh, verse, uh, 11, it says right here, and about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Now, you can look at it. Two ways, okay? When I was reading it, you can look at it two ways, okay? A, Jesus now, he is actually standing judged, condemned, right? He's being judged by the world as a criminal. Therefore, this world is going to be judged off their crimes. Or you can look at it this. The Bible talks about there's a prince of the air, and that's Satan, okay? Satan is basically the ruler of this world because people are following him. People are listening to his deceiving lies. So he's going to be judged, and everyone else that follows him will be judged just like him. You can look at it two ways, but the whole point is the Holy Spirit, he is bringing the knowledge of judgment to everyone in this world. So when people talk about, man, dude, you better watch what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? When When people are afraid of hell and they don't even believe in God, it's because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I saw a video from this atheist. And he was talking about how he's afraid of hell. It's an 11-minute long video, and he's talking about there's, there's this thing called hell, and I'm afraid of it. I don't even believe in God. But what if God is true? What if God will actually judge me for my sin? What if I am judged and I go to hell? That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit on this atheist heart. See, he is telling people, listen, your sin, you're wrong about your sin. You actually sinned against God. A lot of people think just do what makes you happy. And then not only that, but you're wrong about righteousness. You need to believe in Christ, his righteousness. A lot of people tell you, just do your best. That's as good as you need to be. No, 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 your best is never enough. That's why Jesus Christ came, because humanity in their best still fell short, then you're wrong about judgment. A lot of us say God's not going to judge us. You only, only God can judge me. Okay, well, the Holy Spirit's going to show you how that's bad. So this is what I have to ask you, right? Are you convicted of your sin? Are you convicted of righteousness that you have failed to meet? Are you convicted of judgment? Is there a conviction in your body of one single thing I've mentioned? When you sin, do you just sin willingly, blindly, just like, I don't even care. I'm going to do what I want. Or has the Holy Spirit convicted you? When you're living and you feel like, man, I've done good enough. You know, I've come to elevate. I've done my stuff right. Is that the righteousness you're basing off of, your religious works, you doing the good that you want to do? You helping out your friend, giving them some bogus advice? Is that, is that your righteousness now? Or is the Holy Spirit pointing to you, telling you you're wrong? There's a greater righteousness you need to know of. And judgment, are you aware that you are going to be judged for your sin? Are you aware that there is God who is holy, who is perfect, who is righteous, that is going to judge you? Because the Holy Spirit will convict you of that. So do you have conviction? That's one thing the Holy Spirit gives us is conviction, conviction. But he also gives us guidance. Verses 12 through 14. If you, can, if you want to look up there, when he was talking to the disciples and he's telling them, this is before he was crucified and before he resurrected, he's, Jesus is telling them that he's going to go away and he's going to give them the Holy Spirit and it's actually good for you that I go. It's actually good for you that I go. And when he, the spirit of truth comes, when the spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit comes... He will guide you into all truth. Everybody say guide. You see, the Spirit is going to give us guidance. So he's not only telling us, hey, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, but now he's trying to guide you. You see, he's not just telling you what you're bad at and showing you what you're not good at, but he's showing you God now, Jesus. Because it says right here, that he will glorify the son. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So the whole point is he's convicting and guiding. He guides us into all truth. For them, listen, the, the, they didn't have the word of God like we do today. They had the Old Testament. So when he's saying he will guide us into all truth, that means the Holy Spirit is literally going to guide John into writing the book of John. He's going to guide Peter into writing the first and second epistles of Peter. He's going he's to guide Mark. He's going to guide Matthew. That's literally what the Bible says, that the Holy Spirit guided the prophets and the apostles to write Scripture. So this is what the Holy Spirit does. He's guiding us to truth. But now what is the Holy Spirit guiding us in truth for? Well, it's to go back to the Word of God. See, the Holy Spirit would never contradict the Word of God. It works in perfect, Uh, it it complements one another, it works in symmetry, it does not contradict. So if the Holy Spirit's saying, hey, listen, you can sin, don't worry, I'll continue to forgive you, I I feel like that's what God's telling me, does that work with the Word of God? That's why the Bible tells us to judge every spirit by the Word of God. Some of us, right, we, we feel like we can go based off feelings and say we know God that way. We know God, I know God doesn't care about my sin, or he doesn't care that I'm dating some girl that doesn't believe in Jesus because I feel like he's still good with me. Yo, check your, don't, don't go on your feelings. Go on the word of God. What is the Holy Spirit saying? He's telling us, go to the word of God. The word of God tells us not to be unequally yoked. Oh man, you know, I didn't feel the Holy Spirit tell me to preach to that person. Whoa, what, what does the Holy Spirit really say? Let's go back to the word of God. The word of God says to go and make him known to all of creation. Is this person the creator or is he part of creation? He's part of creation. The Holy Spirit wants you to preach to that person. Oh, the Holy Spirit, you know, he's, he's not really telling me that I have to go to church. I can stay home and I'll have the Holy Spirit there. No, way! hold up, hold up. What does the Word of God say? That's where you know what the Spirit will lead you to do. Well, the Word of God says, do not forsake the gatherings of believers. Then the Word of God says that they actually gathered every day. So the the Holy Spirit is not going to contradict the Word of God. He is going to guide us as believers to the Word of God. But then also he's gonna guide us away from lies. He is the spirit of truth, so that way the spirit of deception, which is Satan, he can't trick you if you're relying on the Holy Spirit. So when you're having a bad day and you get moody, and now you feel like sinning, because sinning will, you know, like I don't know, when when people get angry and 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 the Bible says that, that you actually allow a a um a foot foothold for the enemy. So when you get moody, you get angry, you get bitter the enemy comes in now and now he begins to whisper lies and some of those lies may be to sin to go back to that guy to go back to that girl go back to those drugs go back to that addiction you had but if you have the holy spirit the holy spirit will tell you no go back to the presence of god come back to me walk with me walk with me step by step i will give you joy i will give you peace so that is what the Holy Spirit does. And then right here, what I, what I read briefly is that he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. See, the Holy Spirit is going to speak the words of Jesus, not the words of Oprah, not the words of your daddy, not the words of your mommy, Jesus so, if your mommy, if your daddy, if your uncle, if your teacher, if they're contradicting Jesus, you are not listening to the Holy Spirit, you're listening to Satan. So the Holy Spirit, he, and then this is one thing I like about this, because a lot of people, uh, there's a young man who, who started coming to this church, and he's like, man, I just, I want to do what you guys are doing. I want to believe what you guys believe, but I can't wrap my mind all around worship. Like, God wants me to worship him? That's kind of weird, right? And, and that just echoes a lot of what atheists say. I can't worship a narcissistic God who just cares about himself. But this is the beauty of the Trinity, is that the Father glorifies the Son, that the Son glorifies the Father, and the Spirit glorifies the Son. Not once does it say that the Father glorifies the Father, that the Son glorifies the Son, or the Spirit glorifies the Spirit. You see, our God is humble and he, right, is not narcissistic. He's a God who is saying, listen, my authority, my glory, I'm sharing with the Son and with the Spirit. So that's something that you guys need to understand whenever anyone comes to you and says, man, your God. He's weird. He's, he's narcissistic. He's all about himself. I want a God who just doesn't want to be worshipped. Well, understand, dude, the Father is saying to worship the Son. The Spirit is saying to worship the Son. The Son is saying to worship the Father. God is love. God is not love just because he's just looking at the mirror and saying, I love myself, mm-hmm, giving myself kisses in the mirror. But literally, the Father has loved the Son, the Spirit has loved the Son, the Spirit has loved the Father since before the beginning. God is love, and he's been love as eternity's beginning and eternity's end, right, if there's ever going to be one. So understand that he convicts us now, now that I got that point about it, he convicts us, and now he does not convict us to say we're going to hell understand everybody say convict he doesn't convict us to say we're going to hell or convict us to say we're no good we'll never be saved we'll never follow jesus he convicts us to guide everybody say guide, guide. us to the son so he does not convict you to keep you in guilt he convicts you says you're wrong Because you're not looking like the sun. Your point of direction has went astray. You need to go back to the sun. Your attitude does not look like Jesus. Fix it. He's convicting you. Go back to the sun. You see, this Holy Spirit is not Holy Spirit that just gets you in your feelings. He offends you. He offends you, and then he points to you to the sun as your example, and he glorifies him. So this is what I want to ask you. Does the Holy Spirit guide you? Do you want to glorify the Son? Because if you have the Holy Spirit, he should guide you. He should be the guide of your life. One thing God was telling me about this week was that whatever is guiding your life is probably the God of your life. So if you're guided by money... If you're guided by friends, if you're guided by people's approval, if you're guided by music, that is probably your God. That is probably your God. If you're guided by your own feelings, guess what? You've just made a God out of your your, your weird feelings that go up and go down. No. Either the Holy Spirit is your guide and you want to glorify the Son or you've made some other God. And I tell you this because a lot of people are going to say, hey man, when it comes to preaching to people, make relationships. Make relationships. Let them know about you. If they know that there's a person speaking to them, they'll listen to you about Jesus. Dude, no one cares about you when it comes to salvation. I'm sorry. When you're talking to people, you are not the most important person on this world. It is Jesus. Your story, your like for food, your culture is all going to perish. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Is he guiding you to glorify the Son? Your conversations would be different. Your likes would be different. What you desire in this world would be different. How you look at people would be different. That is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to convict. He wants to guide. Everybody say convict. Everybody say guide. Amen. So if I I can have Lawrence to the keys, there's one thing the Holy Spirit wants to give you. And if if you want to learn, listen, guys, if you want to apply this to your life, just listen to the conviction. Like Lawrence was saying last week, do not harden your hearts like they did in the past. Do not harden your hearts like your backslidden father, your backslidden family. Do not harden your hearts like the kids who left Elevate. Do not harden your hearts. Do not harden your hearts like Pharaoh. We can keep going with examples. But instead, listen to the conviction. It may hurt. It may offend you. It may feel bad. But the conviction is meant to guide you to Jesus. So listen to the conviction, whether you're born again or not born again. But if you're not born again, the conviction is going to lead you to become born again. And once you are born again, you will have the Holy Spirit inside you. Now, you just walk by the Spirit and let Him guide you. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. Next, I want to point, next thing I want to show you guys, if we go to Acts one Verses 4 through 8. So Jesus, right, he, he is now going to leave. He resurrected. The Bible says that he was speaking to the disciples for 40 days. Everybody say 40 days. So a lot of people think Jesus just died. He came up. He's like, hey, y'all, I'm alive. And he just dipped. No, literally, Jesus was there for 40 days. He appeared to 500 people. If you can go to Acts chapter 2, verse 4, actually chapter 1, verse 4. Acts chapter 1, it says right here, on one occasion he was eating with them, and he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. This gift that he's talking about, uh, one through four, sorry, verses one through four, forgive me. This gift that he's speaking about, right, it is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit, the gift That the Father promised. It is the Holy Spirit. And why does he want to give us this promise? Why does he want to give us this promise? It says after that he wants to make us witnesses. He wants to make us witnesses. Witnesses to the neighboring countries. When he was talking to the disciples, he wanted to make them witnesses to the neighboring countries. If you get also the verses after... The disciples weren't meant to just get the Holy Spirit and continue with their lives. It wasn't meant like, oh, man, I got the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to stay, watch Netflix all day. I'm just going to be cool working all day. I'm going to be cool just on Netflix, chilling on my phone. This is my life. I'm going to make a YouTube channel be famous. No. God, right, wanted to give them the Holy Spirit so that they could be witnesses But not just witnesses that are, like, trying their best, like, hey, uh, can I tell you about what God did in my life, Jade? Um, Yeah. And then Jade's like, what did he do? And I'm like, ah, you know, I go to church now. Yeah, and you're all shy and embarrassed. Listen, no. It's not supposed to be like that. And it doesn't matter about your personality. I want to give Brian as illustration. Brian is a very shy guy. But when he talks about the goodness that God has done in his life, he's not shy at all. He don't stutter. He doesn't repeat anything he said. He literally tells you what it is. Brian, and he does this in front of strangers. He does this in front of friends. Literally, he evangelizes after school almost every day. This is a guy who before the Lord, you might I don't know if you mind me saying, but you didn't want to speak to anybody, right? You didn't. But now he talks to everyone, and he proclaims and witnesses. He's a witness now for what Jesus has done. You see, a witness talks about something, an event that has occurred that they know is true. So listen, we are to be witnesses, but not just some witnesses that are powerless, but witnesses with power. And it says right here, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, John the Baptist, uh, Baptist, he baptized with water. That was a baptism for forgiveness. How many of you have been water baptized here? Right? Most of us have. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him, they were clueless, they didn't understand what he was doing, and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Completely, completely off notice, they thought Jesus was gonna stay here, and he was just gonna start like dictating everybody, but no, that wasn't his plan. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or date of the Father, when Jesus, when he's gonna come back. He's not, it's, not, it's not your job for that, but you will receive power. Everybody say power. Everybody say power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. You see, Jesus, his rule and reign, when he's coming back, when he's returning, that's not for us to know. That's not our job. He tells us our job here: it is to be witnesses, witnesses to all the ends of the earth. That means, Geo. yeah, you were baptized with water, but you have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And now you are to be a witness, not only in Belmont and Cragen, but Logan Square, not just Mary Lyon, but other schools. You see, this is not just no ordinary patty cake religion where you come here, I pat you on the back. Thanks for coming. But each and every one of you are supposed to be witnesses. Each and every one of you, witnesses. And yes, the Holy Spirit, you know, I didn't talk about this, but yes, he gives love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, gentleness, goodness, and self-control. The the fruit of the Spirit is nothing to, to just glance at. That's something to study and to meditate on. But what I know you guys need to have right now, because all of that is useless if you have no power. If you have no power to proclaim the good news. Jesus will come and he will see that you did not produce anything and he will take what you have and he'll give it to someone else. And you know what did happen? The disciples, you know what they did? They ended up not doing anything and they ended up just going back to being fishermen. Peter rented a nice boat and he started just chill on the weekdays. No, that's not what happened. Let's go to Acts 2 verse 4 through 8. If I can have the altar workers up, please acts 2 4 through 8 they did wait right verses and it says all of them were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them now they were staying in jerusalem god fearing jews from every nation under heaven when they heard this sound the sound of them speaking in tongues they waited and the promise came the holy spirit filled them A crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them had heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each one of us hears them in our native language? And I I would continue to read, but I'd probably be here for another 20 minutes of Acts 2, and I encourage you guys to read Acts 2. But what happens is, all these people hear them speaking in tongues. They come, there's a huge crowd, people from every nation. And what they do, right, the disciples, is they begin to proclaim about God, the gospel. They begin to proclaim to them, witness to them about Jesus and his resurrection. He tells them that they would be witnesses to all the ends of the earth now I want everybody to stand up I want everybody to close their eyes and I don't know what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you I don't know if you've been hardening your hearts I pray that you're not that you are listening that you are willing right that you're saying I I hear the Holy Spirit I want to be a believer I want to be born again I was wrong about my sin. I was wrong about judgment. I was wrong about the right standard that I was living. I want to be right with you, God. If that, is, if that is you, right, we're going to have an altar call where you can come and you can be saved. And you can give your life to Jesus. You can repent and receive the Holy Spirit. But now, for everyone that is born again, and Jose, I actually want you to testify in a bit. For all of you that are... that 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 is born again, everyone that is born again, I want you guys to close your eyes now. I was just telling you, a true event. 3,000 people were saved when Peter preached after being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is not a go home and just relax and watch Netflix, Holy Spirit. This is not just post memes about God blessing you, Holy Spirit. This is not just sit on your butt at church on Sunday and Friday, Holy Spirit. This is Holy Spirit sending you out to the lost, to the broken, to the hurting, to the deceived, preaching, Holy Spirit. This is what this person wants you to do. Everyone still with eyes closed. If you are saved and born again, I want you to picture yourself in Peter's shoes because you are not just meant to be seen as the broken woman who is bleeding. You are not meant to be seen just as the sinner that is being saved. You are now a saved saint. You are Peter in this story. Who are you preaching to? What multitude are you preaching to? Gio, do you see Mary Lyon? Do you see the multitudes? Josie, do you see the multitudes? Melanie, do you see MLA? Jeremiah, do you see intrinsic? Who do you see? What crowd do you see? I'm telling you, that crowd right there, that is who you're called to. That is what you're called to. And if you've been getting visions of who God wants you to preach to when you do speak in tongues, and you do feel fire, you do feel a passion and a motivation to preach, I'm telling you, listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to him. Before I pray and dismiss you guys, I just want you to know the altar is open. If you want prayer, listen right now, I'm telling you this word convicts me. Because I want to see people saved. The Holy Spirit has put a burden in me to see people saved. I kid you not, every time I see someone, I think of ways to preach to them. And it's not because, man, this is Joe B. he's the preacher, he's this. No, I'm telling you, this is every leader in Elevate. I want to be obedient. I want the Holy Spirit to use me. And God doesn't use us like toys just to throw us away after we're done. He uses us to make us useful. Do you want to be useful in this kingdom? Do you want to have power to be used in this kingdom? If you can speak in tongues, begin to speak in tongues. If you can't speak in tongues, I want you to come up. Kelvin will pray for you. Jackie will pray for you. Karina will pray for you. Oscar will pray for you. Male with male. Female with female. But Heavenly Father, I pray that you would send us your promise, Holy Spirit, today. That we would be filled. That we would be filled with the power to witness about your kingdom. To witness about your resurrection, Lord to anyone and anyone to anyone and everyone anywhere and everywhere God use us Lord people keep praying this is power power and purpose right now God will fill you with I want Jose to testify about what happened today just be very specific let him know the type of people you were talking to but this right here this is Jose how old are you Jose 34 34 okay and
1: let him know what you work as well Amen. Just real quick before I uh, uh, share that, man, when I first became a Christian, I was scared to preach. I used to go to Bible study late because I did not want to go preach on the streets. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire, speaking in tongues, I was not scared to preach after that. Immediately. Amen. So this is, I'm showing you proof in my life. So I got to preach today at my job. I work at a prison. I work at, it's called IYC Chicago. It's literally the last stop for juvenile. Uh, criminals there's nowhere else to go this is where do we get the murderers all the armed robbers hijackers uh, those kind of things they come to us so by God's grace I've been faithful over there serving Uh, I'm a gym teacher over there preaching and stuff like that and by God's grace he made a way for me today uh, to preach the gospel with boldness and power to most of my students to the security guards as well as my bosses and it's a very challenging place to work. By God's grace, I love it. It's fun for me, but you can imagine it being a challenging place uh, with the kind of people that are there. Pretty much everyone's a violent criminal, Um, But by God's grace, it's fun, and and I get to preach there. And this was actually my second time sharing the gospel there. But, anyways, I felt the power of the Holy Ghost there, and He used me because I'm obedient. Because every time He tells me to preach to one person, I preach to that one person. He tells me to preach to five, I preach to five. He tells me to preach to a couple hundred, I preach to a couple hundred. He told me today to preach to all those people, I preach to those people. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm obedient. God opens the door, I step through the door because I have the power of the Holy Ghost. If you want that power, you need to ask God. a free gift he'll give it to you free of charge it's a free gift just like salvation is free praise God just like salvation is free this baptism in the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues and preaching powerfully is free it's free you already have the Holy Spirit if you're saved but what we're talking about is a full immersion fire baptism you'll start speaking in tongues and start preaching boldly I'm proof of that like I said I used to be scared but then when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost poof, come on let's get it you guys get that? Receive that Holy Spirit baptism. Come up, let's pray for you guys. Come on.
0: I want everybody that wants to be a witness. Jose, you stay up here as an extra altar worker. I want everybody that wants to be a witness. Listen, you're tired of being scared. You're tired of being frightened by the world. Listen, he's preaching to kids that probably were convicted of thieves, uh, robbery, armed robbery, murderers. He was preaching to them. Some of us are afraid to preach to the kids sitting next to us in class. Some of us are afraid to preach to old ladies. Our families, our friends, our neighbors. Listen, I want to invite everybody up that wants to be a witness. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you that you be filled with power, that God would use you not just uh, on, on Friday nights, not just on Sunday mornings. Man, in your, in your first period classroom, in your lunchroom. They come up if you want to be a witness. As Lawrence begins to sing, you can come up.